Um, the Schnucks brand, which Schnucks is a store in St. Louis, so which is a bad, horrible brand. So I'm drinking this clear stuff. It's like Osco vodka. Yeah. For us out here, Osco uh, or Royal Gate, Royal Gate vodka. Ooh, that's rock good. That's 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 homeless person. That's questionably housed. <laughs> fucking uh, vodka. If you're drinking your vodka out of a plastic bottle, you probably you shouldn't issues. be drinking that vodka. You, you, you should. got issues. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm thinking at the time, because I'm an idiot, I think, oh, I'm just drinking vodka. Um, so, and I know, I'm like, this vodka tastes weird. Was it gin? No. Oh. So. This vodka, this clear liquid that's burning me tastes weird. I think yes. it's vodka, but it doesn't taste like vodka. So, I'm, I, this, after I've, I've drunk, like, I, and I was drinking it neat, too, because I was trying to get to the point. Right. Because, you know, I'm 18, 19. I don't know. I know everything. Yay. Um, wrong. Uh, so, the person picks up the bottle, they pour it, and they mix it with Coke. I'm like, why are you mixing vodka with Coke? They're like, that's not vodka. It's tequila. And the label... Tequila and Coke is even worse. Yeah. What are these psychotic people doing? I don't know. I don't believe in mixing Coke in anything. Yeah. Uh, well, at least the liquid form. Right. Uh, so, because I didn't see the label the label was not facing me the person pours it uh and I'm, he puts the bottle down and it says tequila oh my Schnucks. god and i'm like you're no! you drinking clear no! tequila is that it's oh that's that is ah, horrific it was and horrific from there when i saw that label oh. i flash back to me being in the closet again i just vomited a little right now <laughs> like just, just even sympathetically curling oh, it you. was terrible oh. right then and there i got drunk immediately as yeah. soon as i saw that label and i oh. and yeah. i remember i like went all the way up to the third floor because it was like a three-story house and I'm like swaying and I hear this guy playing acoustic guitar I'm like oh, I need to get away from this ah and so I went up to someone's bedroom and it's dark and everyone's like just let her lie down you know she'll be okay and then dude that I was talking to who I don't remember his name was he was drunk and he was trying to more sexually salty. He was trying huh. to like fuck me. I'm like, no, wow. no. And I remember someone that lived in the house came in the room and they're like, yo, stop that. She's fucking passed out, yo. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, fucking sexual assault. God damn. I just I don't didn't understand. think about that. Yeah. Now, now we spelunk the memories of, of, uh, yeah, they, but it's a somehow, somehow, and I don't know if, if it's, men or boys if it's their own volition or if it's something that they've gotten from movies or brothers or other men Great or if culture. it's just if it's just pervasive in the society that they think when a girl is passed out that well she's not going to remember it anyway so it really doesn't matter and it's like but how you, just the the total lack of like seeking consent and and just thinking that like this is completely fine they, it's like fucking a corpse. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you guys are into, I mean, you're not. Uh, I mean, ew, you're sticking your dick in something that you, it's not moving. It's not yet. She, you know, she's breathing at least, but maybe she, yeah. she's yeah, well, yeah. yeah. She, but she's not here, man. Right. So what? I mean, so you get to stick your you get to stick your dick into something, and woo, wow. That's what joy. How what do joy? they? Well, that's thing. How do they get hard when it's like? You know, it's like, is that, I guess it's, it's, is it past that lady is sexy? I don't, I don't know. And especially if you're a drunk male on top of that too, it's just like, what, I mean, yeah, 
I, I just I don't, don't know. I don't I, get it either. I, I, I think men are nasty. That's just. <laughs> I think they can be. I, I just I don't understand where, where and how the culture has decided and given them the idea that it's okay. That in such a large swath that you know sexual assault is no big deal. That, that, that they would even. I don't know. Have the volition to want to do that? I, I, it just, I, just, I don't really understand. I don't really understand it. Probably because we were raised correctly and we're good people. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Just, I don't know. But we're also not men either, because I don't hear too many women raping women. Right. Or you, I don't right. hear too many women trying to rape men. Well, I mean, I have a rape joke, but I haven't done it in a long time. But hey, Matthew Quirk, um, I have a rape joke, and I haven't done it in a long time about you know taking it. When a, when a guy before he wakes up if you if he's sleeping you know and you take a flaccid dick in your mouth and you suck it till it's hard you know that's power like that's my rape joke which I think is kind of funny but I don't say it very often because right now in this like Climate. everybody's like me too me too and I'm like ah we are joined right now by Matthew Quirk how are you doing uh, pretty good can I uh, use your bathroom crash your party charge my absolutely <laughs> yeah sure just like a do man. you did you park your van around the corner I'm pretty close by. You're yeah. pretty close. That's yeah. nice. He's, he's his house. His apartment is around the corner. I uh, so I use the visit. local laundromat and all that sort of thing. Oh, good for you. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Altic. I'll join you in just Matthew a few Quirk. minutes. Thank yeah, you. sweet. He's going to go use the restroom. So, uh, you, so you have to retire that joke till probably maybe a year or two? I don't know. I mean, I've been, I've been doing that joke for like four years, so I don't... I haven't done it recently, but... It's, it's the same thing about like... I'm an insensitive person. You guys can listen to last week's show if you didn't listen. Uh, I'm completely <laughs> insensitive. I'm a terrible feminist. I'm an awful. I'm a perv- I'm a handler of the rape culture. I'm completely. You like, like men more. I like. I guess I like men more. I don't know. <laughs> I found it just just to just to bring it full circle from last week. I talked to the male in question, and he had no idea that any of this was going on. Oh. He's never asked her out. He's never oh, oh. asked, used any language at all in any way. This, this it, actually gets a little bit more interesting it, now. I know. I, I told him, I just, I thought I would be remiss if I didn't share the podcast with him. And, and so I sent it to him and I said, Hey, just want to let you know, you might want to give this a listen. I don't know where she was coming from. I, I tried to defend you, but I didn't really think that your actions even needing defensing. Um, cause I don't think that you really did anything. I just want, I just want to make you aware of this. Right. And, then, and I said at the end of it, I said that I think that you should just, just take not, not talk to this, just not interact with this person at all. Just stop interacting with them. And he was so hurt. He was like, oh. it is always, he's like, I had no idea that I've, done anything to make anyone else feel uncomfortable and he's like it's always uh, oh he's like I'm always trying to be nice to everybody and I didn't mean for anything to be taken in any way he's never been interested in her at all in a dating capacity so that sort of confuses the mix and I'm like I don't know. Where is this coming from? Exactly. So now I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's all in someone's head. I don't know. So now, um, but I'm excited because now that happy hour, there's a bunch of different people that are going to host and I'm going to be out of town anyway. So it's, um, so we've got this week is Alyssa Westerlund. Uh, next week is, uh, Ian Levy, then, um, Arden, then, um, 
then Annette Mullaney, and then Zane Barrett. So those are the five hosts of December, and it's exciting because it gives people opportunity to host. I think it'll widen the audience for people because, I don't know, people spread it around more when they're like, I was the host, or whatever. Um, so everything works out all right in the end, but... But this is a mystery. It's a, I mean, it's a mystery. Well, and what's not a mystery is uh, tomorrow, if anybody wants to come by, from 9 in the morning until 2.45 in the afternoon, we're going to be uh, cleaning the station. We're going to be revamping everything. If you want to come volunteer for Mutiny Radio, stop on by. Come on, hell. 2781 21st Street. Yeah, we're going to... I'm going to try to get everything cleaned out from upstairs, get this whole place. We've got the new computer that we bought um, that's going to be the same as over here. Nice. So this will all, won't make that crazy sound anymore. <laughs> um, it's, it's exciting upgrades and stuff. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow at the station. So if anybody wants to come by. There might be Please weed involved. Do. Oh, of course there's going to be weed involved. Please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's always. In fact, I'm excited for some weed to be involved. Um, what we have here, what we're going to listen to right now, is one of my buddies, the young Ben from uh, Nomad, from the school. I was teaching the guys. He sent me an email today and said, hey, will you play this um, on your show? And I said, sure, I'll play this song on your show. Um, I'm not sure if he made this song or if someone else made this song, but he wanted us to play it. He's a little youngster. Yeah. He's a 14-year-old kid who lives in the mission. He's a cool dude. And uh, he wanted us to play this. Uh, also, I'm sure that hopefully there aren't children listening to the show, but if there are parents listening to this show and you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, I'm starting a new after-school program for kids, junior high-aged uh, boys and girls, to have their own podcast on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I can take four kids each day. It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday from 4 to 6, so I can have a maximum of eight kids uh, during the uh, three months. So it's 12 classes, 300 bucks. so it's kind of, it's a steal. It's 25, it's basically 12.50 an hour for me to hang out with your junior higher uh, so that they won't get into trouble and we'll be making some art and stuff. So, hey, if you're out there and you want to, it's it's a steal, actually. Uh, but here is the iPhone remix thing that he wanted me to play.
right. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben, for giving us some cool, weird music. Sweet. Um, speaking of cool things, we're going to watch Allison Hooker's uh, set here from the Punchline. She just applied to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So let's check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, Allison Hooker. and last name on my gym clothes. Just thrown together. It's like, move, 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 move. 
on the internet? <laughs> like, send a fax? <laughs> so I was having a great time at this festival, and I felt a little bit like my mom, you know, because I was like, what is this? Crap! This isn't music, this is just noise! <laughs> Which is what my mom used to say to me when I was a teenager listening to hip-hop, you know? And I was like, this isn't noise, mom. It's bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. <laughs> misogynistic music, you know? It's like, whatever music was coming out around the same time that you were going to lose your virginity, <laughs> like, you love that music for life. Because <laughs> certain songs will come on the radio that just feel romantic to me. They just feel nostalgic, you know? Just move, bitch! Get out of the way! I'm like, oh! excited that um, Allison Hooker applied. Um, that's super cool because I, I didn't, I didn't think that she. I don't know. There's a lot of people in the scene that, like, I don't know why everyone's not applying. I mean, I'm like, because for, for me, I'm like, give me your ten bucks, just apply. Give me ten bucks. Oh. But then more than that, you know, I want people to want to get in. But this year's going to be super tough because. There is a caliber of people that are applying. Here's 10 bucks. Oh, here's <laughs> Yeah! See how that works? The caliber Magic. of people applying. Latoya saw last week. Kevin Monroe is yeah. awesome. Andy Picaro is That's like a amazing. headliner. That Ivan Garcia guy was so polished. Hunter Donaldson is coming back. So, like, there's this... And so what the thing that's hard for me is that, and thank God Steve Poggi is coming because he's sort of going to be my, and Jonathan helps too. And you, you've been, Latoya obviously has been helping tremendously because I have no idea when I start watching 10 of these in a row, I, I can't tell what I think is funny, what other people think are funny. And then I've, when I've watched them a few times, I'm like, is this funny? Right. And it, cause like yeah. there's, there's different funny for different people. Right. Yeah, and you want to make sure that you're not getting the same kind of funny because you're just going to have repetition. Well, I don't you, want either. You've got to get criteria. Well, I don't want any. Yeah, I need a rubric. I don't want any, like, hacky stuff. But the other thing is that when you're watching someone's five to ten minutes, you're I'm judging on whether I think that they can do 30-plus minutes of different material over five, five days. days. So, this now, this happened last year, and I was... I, I only made a couple, there were only, I think, two on the whole festival that I was like, eh, I probably shouldn't have chosen them. <laughs> because they did the same set multiple times. And I was like, you're on a festival with different themes. You get over 30 minutes total. Why would you, and it's recorded. Why would you ever do the same set twice? It's it's tough to know everything about everybody. I mean, it's uh, if I may relate it to sports, being the man in the room, uh, <laughs> it's it's like pitching. Some people are starters, some people are mid people, some people are closers, sure, and sure. like you know, a guy might have you know one killer set and nothing else. Right. And other people are better at just like riffing or just they got funny bones. So no matter what they're talking about, you're laughing. Sure. You sure. Know. Yeah. And and uh, there is a thing with. With funny, it's like I see how that would get laughs. It's not funny. Well, there's also people that there's people that are like you, Matthew Quirk, are a serious joke writer. You write your script. 
By the way, have jokes. I won't force you to uh, uh, play mine and judge it here. I'll let oh, that happen. Oh no, no, no! It's I'll let that happen the, in the mystery the, of the. the yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we do. We've been watching some of them on the Altcast because it's 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 twofold. One, it gives stuff so that we don't have to talk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's an opportunity during the month of November to sort of see what the submissions are because it's it's overwhelming at this yeah, point. Yeah, sure. We've had I've had like. I'm, I'm 85 submissions now, and there's still out. a couple days. I just got three more today. I can only relate this. Back in the day, I used to be a big-time drug weed person, mm. and uh, we get invited to judge, you know, harvest contests. Sure, sure. How the hell do you judge, you know? Oh, and you gotta right. you gotta start coming with criteria and be like, even though you can't tell how high it gets you because you're smoking another one. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That you gotta sort of like develop a system to recognize, like, do I feel this initial thing? Do I feel well, the other you know, problem is, is that the material itself, I'm biased to. Yeah. There's the girl from uh, Louisiana who gets up on stage and she's like, I moved to, I moved to New Orleans because I'm a drunk. And all of her jokes are about being an alcoholic. I'm laughing my ass off because she's like doing she's, jokes that are funny for she me. She speaks to you. It's relatable. Right. Yeah. For me, it's totally relatable. You're her target audience. Exactly. And it's the same thing when there's somebody with like all cat jokes. I'm like, I now, does it mean it's fun? It means I love it. Cat jokes might fall flat in some arenas. Wait, right, well, right. I actually have a show on the festival called Cats, Cats, Cats and other animal material. And it's all just jokes about animals. And they, I just want people to do all animal-centric material. Because I have 10 minutes on my cat. I have 10 minutes about masturbating with my cat and loving my cat and my life with my cat. I have a full 10. And I'm sure there are other women or men. I'd love it. There's a crazy cat guy. Hell yeah. Like, Steve Poggi has some cat jokes. But, I, I mean, I, I love cats. But so that's the problem is that I don't... It, if somebody is here from like, you know, New York or something, and they do like a bunch of cat jokes, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna knee jerk them in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they might, because I'll be like, oh, but it's, I mean, it's hard. I kind of have to assume that everybody's, good, everyone's good and everyone sucks. As comedians, like we're all great sometimes and we all suck sometimes. Yeah. And are they gonna, are they gonna suck? Damn. Um, are they gonna suck on? March 1st through 5th, or bombing is a chance we take. It's a great equalizer to us all. But, like, yeah, I I hear some comedians who are getting all kinds of laughs with just like uh, redundant material, just plain shit. It's like, it's not clever or funny. Yeah, so so you just got to sort of be able to judge, like, okay, I'm not laughing. I don't think it's funny. To me, that's not the comedy I want to do, but I can see how this guy would win an audience over. Sure. Well, hopefully this year I can get. I think this year is going to be uh, the best in terms of audience. It's been great so far in the past two years. It's been amazing. But now I actually have a budget to like do marketing and Spark is helping out so much, not only financially, but they're letting me use their email list. So to be able to direct market, I mean, I only need to sell 750 seats to sell out the whole damn thing. And if I have access to 46,000 people that live in San Francisco Bay Area, better off. Like, way better odds than before. Way better. And then with, like, you know, doing all the work of, like, sending out the PRs and putting it on the spin goes and the... 
And the do the bays and the calendars and blah, 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 blah. We got your back. I don't know why. That's a new swing arm, too. I have no idea why. It's broken two different ways since since I've been sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like. It landed in my lap at first. My microphone, that is, people out there. And uh, it's a new swing arm. It's also got possessed and just fell. Possessed. This place is fucking possessed. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, it'll all be fixed because tomorrow we'll be here at the station from 9 to 2.30. Come join us. 2781 21st Street. And we're going to clean. Us. And we're gonna, oh, we're gonna, us. we're gonna take all the everything apart. We're gonna, all the dust will be gone. Basically, gonna take everything out, clean it, move it all back in. We're gonna fix. I'm gonna have someone on this damn CD. I'm gonna have someone sit with a pile of CDs. If anyone has an autistic child, I'd like to put them on the floor with because somehow the uh, adults here are unable to take a CD out and put it back in the case. So I've got like huge stacks of CDs and huge stacks of CD cases with no CD with in no them. CDs in them that's annoying and, and it's so annoying and it's one of those things where it's gonna take someone an hour and a half it just is unless yeah. we just throw them all away which I'm not willing to do because yeah. why would I do that there's some music on there man right exactly so, I love CDs that's one, my, that's one of my pet peeves too you when know? I had CDs like yeah. I hate it when I saw other people's like a big stack and then I'm like ooh yeah look it's a Depeche Mode CD where the fuck is the CD at yeah, I don't it's know, just the case yeah. and the way that they're so put terrible in places and stuff. I'm just like, oh, God. So I want to have a person just dedicated to, like, there's going to be another person that's dedicated to, we'll see how many people like. So this, this is how I'm going to transition into what I want to talk about. Yeah, good. That sounds like women's work. Ah, oh, here so, we go. So, there we go. <laughs> so are you, you're, you're very excited about your misogynistic jokes. It's good. That's funny. It's good. Uh, <laughs> well, that was just a spur of the moment thing I thought about. But so I wanted, you guys were talking about when I first entered the room, uh, the whole Me Too thing. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot to say. So, Sexual uh, assault. Yeah. So uh, my nickname growing up in my family, one of the many, was uh, Maddie Me Too. Maddie I, Me Too? Yeah, because I had an older brother and it's like, oh, Joe's going to go, oh, Me Too. You know, I was like, Maddie Me Too. Me Too. So now I can't be saying Me Too no more. It's totally... Now you, uh, this this okay, movement just has they, erased my history. Just because they no, they they can't change the context of the. You can still have your history with the context. You can take it back. You and can so do I'll that. <laughs> you can back. do that. You have a genuine connection to that. Predates fr- phrase. Phrase predates sexual assault, as we all know, only started happening recently. Oh, it's yeah. not from the 60s. But oh. me, the Me Too thing. Now the Me Too thing actually kind of pissed me off because. Yeah, we've all been sexually assaulted. Yeah, but let's... Me too, listen to me, listen. We all, I mean... I don't want to discount any, but it sucks that we've been assaulted. It sucks that that men can... It sucks that it's pervasive in the culture that it just happens. And that I'm even like, yeah, of course it happens. We all know that. Like, we did now. I mean, who hasn't been sexually assaulted? Yeah, well, have you heard... I don't know. I mean, I have. I think the the scary part of of it is the fact, like, if it it happens at work and it's going to affect your job or you trying to work yourself up... Sure, sure, sure. You know, where you're going to have to suck a dick or two. Right. Um, But it's called the casting couch for a reason. That's yeah. right, the casting couch. Which is, sure, that's fine in idea, porno and wait, Hollywood, but, but it seems to happen at McDonald's. Right, well, but that's the thing, is the idea behind the casting couch and the reason it exists as a terminology is that the woman is somehow in there, she's talentless except she gives a good blowjob and she works her way up sex but it's But the way that we've been taught is it's almost like an empowering idea, whereas it's really just 
the power dynamic where you're being taken advantage of because Absolutely. you're new and they have the power and so they're saying suck my dick or you're not going to get this role as opposed to I want to suck dick because I want to get ahead. There's kind of a di- ha, ha, but I'm sure. so there's a but there's the mentality yeah, there's is that the Madonna whore society played out thing. But, yeah. and then, but then sociologically and what, where we've been grown and what we've been told it's just it's, it's accepted because it's a thing. I think the fact that matters like I think now that we have a turning point going on between the sexes is that we're realizing that males have been raised in rape culture and just even what we were talking about with like the tequila stories as I'm thinking about I'm like oh my god I almost got raped but but here's the thing is that women have been taught to be subservient and get married and your husband can do whatever he wants it's not rape if it's your husband well that's not true false because you might not want to have sex and he might force you to do that but legally it's been okay for years and years and usually it's you know the rule of thumb men used to be able to beat their wives with a stick that was no bigger than the width of their thumb. Yeah. And, even- and so if you had big beefy thumbs, but that's the thing is it's a word, it's a phrase that exists. So like we're all being like, me too, me too. Yeah, me too since the 1700s. Me too since women existed. There's been a power dynamic that we're finally trying to acknowledge. It's like, yeah, we've been saying it yeah. forever. I, I've been, I am appreciating that the fact that there have been a lot of people now, like today, it's like every day somebody is falling from grace. Like today, <laughs> yeah, Matt, you heard about Matt, that? Matt Lauer Matt got Lauer. axed from the Today Show. The first good-looking guy to Matt. be accused yeah. of sexual misconduct. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, he was and like... You know who else? Wow. Garrison Keillor. Oh, from... Yeah, from... You're lying. Yeah. I don't know, no. I was reading about that on my way here. NPR's Garrison Keeler? Yeah, yeah Minnesota Public Radio. Yep. It's he's not seems, alive anymore, is he? Yes, he is. He, he is just alive. retired. He's, yeah. it's he retired from Lake Wobegon. Yeah. He didn't die. Okay. It seems the most uh, innocent. If you know, if his story is even like kind of true, definitely the most innocent of the accusations. Uh, he's, he claims his hand just went to the wrong area. Like, she came over to hug me, and I go to hug her at a particular safe area, and she suddenly bends down to hug me, and now I'm wrapped around one of her boobs. Well, that that sounds like... That sort of thing. Like, that it sounds like, like the a George bad, Bush. A bad, well, George Bush. The George Bush with gra- grabbing the asses because he's in a wheelchair. I so he's like, that just made it easier. area is right. Yeah. There's a was, difference between this and this, though. He right. was doing too much explaining to and in a, that and, article, and, and, too. Right. A and like, I'll gra- a, if I actually right. grab, you know, there, and then my hand is just there, but if there's like a sort of a double pump with the fingers... That's gross. Yeah, there's the second one's definitely an intentional grab, and the first one is yeah. questionable mispanned. The, the thing that the thing that just astounds me though is that <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, oh look, we're acknowledging this, but it wasn't even. It was what 1912 that we got the vote. 1920. Or 1920, and so we haven't. It's only been a hundred years since we've been thought of as people that can think. As we weren't. Women haven't way. been taught to read. We're. This is all recent stuff suddenly we're like oh yeah you can't just get credit cards till 1975 it's it's insane there's so many ways that women have been subjugated i uh that might have been a good decision Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the 
other thing too is that are women able to to control their own finances? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In, in the, but that's the thing. The idea in the past that your your father's property Bankruptcy and you have a existed dowry, long before women but, had access to the. But career. in the in the structure, it was that we all sort of was like we were like American values, Christianity, marriage, Horseshit. stuff. Exactly. But but the whole thing is that women were, there was a thing like men took care of you. You went from your father's house to your husband's house with a dowry so that you had some worth because you of course on your own are just yeah. a big walk well, in China that makes babies and babies. While we're talking cook. about it, everything in the world has changed since then. I mean, Fair enough. you know, all those rules that, that, that applied under uh, were in a time where you could have one job and buy a house. Right. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, yeah. okay. And six kids. Uh, it was a whole different... Everything was different. We've been pulling at the threads of this sweater long enough that to even right. make comparisons right. is just... We're, we're too absurd. We live You're, in a different I, world now. I, you know? I completely Well, agree. I mean, there's definitely... And, and, and on that note, update the whole, you know, mis- sexual think, misconduct. Thing. Yeah. I think the fact that matters is just like a lot of, you know, women and minorities were getting tired. Getting yeah. fucking tired, and I think also what probably lit a fire to our asses is like the administration, and like the fact of like not being not being able to get um, uh, an e- an even wage with men. Right, right. That's the ERA was never passed. We still right. have have no legislation that says that men and we- women need to be paid Equal equally pay. in the workforce. Right. And because they because they hold it over our heads and they go, well, women just aren't very good negotiators. False. So, but the, I but the thing is, I was taught to be not be a good negotiator. Right, I right, wasn't right. supposed That's to part ask of a for whole, more money. Yeah. I didn't know it was like I didn't know that when you get a job you have to ask for as much as you can because you're only going to get 2 or 3% a year after that. You're not going to get any big bump even when your knowledge. So if you feel like anyways, I I was I've been in the workforce differently than men and I feel like I was trained and especially as a teacher it was like this is what you make. You can't negotiate. You make this pittance and this is what you make and you better be happy about it because being a teacher is a really, you know, great whatever. And, you know, I made $24,000 my first year out of school and I had a, I had a BA and I had a teaching credential. I had an advanced degree and I made $24,000 and I just didn't even question it. And so I've never made more than $36,000 ever in a year in my life because I'm a woman and I was married anyways and my husband made tons of money so why would I care? Kind of thing. But This is just shopping money. Right, exactly, right? But, and that's why you would never give a bitch a credit card back in those days because she has no idea how to do money. She has no concept of money because why, why would she have a concept of money when her father takes care of her and she doesn't earn any money? When, and it's, the, uh, when it's actually the opposite, when men don't actually know how to take care no, of, I mean, it's mostly men that fall into bankruptcy or, you know, it's sometimes if the woman is, you know, in the household, you know, the wife will be like, well, why are you spending your money on frivolous things when we could be saving more, blah, blah, blah. Women are better negotiating. And we are better, I, I feel, economically, because I, I just feel It depends like- if, you have, if we have children or not, because then we're taking care of that other person. Well, and ourselves. But I, I know some people Well, then you have, have more children. hands on, the shopping, the actual expenses, the guy coming in to fix the stuff, like... Except, you know, except, in, the, di- except in nowadays, yeah. where we've taught men to be entitled little fuckballs that don't have to do anything yeah, because one of my one of my buddies her the her baby daddy Uh-oh. takes advantage of her 
like okay he works but he doesn't pay the rent and then the money disappears and i try to keep telling her i'm like he's on cocaine he sounds like a scumbag he's a scumbag but she takes care of everybody she's amazing and just just the sweetest and most amazing human being as a dateless man this is particularly angering Uh, right exactly (laughs) that see that would you date someone with a kid you wouldn't have a problem with that yeah, I've so I'm 50. I, there are my, who doesn't have you know what woman doesn't have a kid? Am I? People have been I, in college. People had kids. Like it's not <laughs> okay. this new thing. You know, it's like I you know. Yeah. But the fact that matter that she has to take care of a grown ass man. She takes See, care of a grown ass man. That's where I draw man. the line. I've done that before, and boy was I stupid. That no. was one and done. No, no. Where <laughs> no, when I'm like paying for his rent. Oh no, that's oh bad. yeah. yeah. No, this is, yeah, they have, to, they have to. Well, there was. I've, I know some really seedy men. One of my other incredibly great friends had an ex boyfriend who just. He was one of those guys that didn't have any concept of other people's money. So he took. He, he went to Best Buy and he used her credit oh, no. to buy this whole. Yeah, $4,000 TV thing. But then what he did is he took it back and then he got the money, got the money. and sold it, sold and bought a bunch of drugs. But then he didn't sell the drugs. Yeah, okay. He didn't sell the drugs. He did the drugs. So he owed her four grand for like four years. She was on his ass. They finally they broke up. She and this was when they were together. And she was like, finally, she was like, I can't do this anymore. So, she, but she was always like, I don't want to leave my Kayleen. Blah blah blah. I can't she get a finally, second date, and that shit took four years. Right, exactly. Break. And so then she <laughs> was still. I don't think she ever saw her four grand again. And but the way that she like that. explained it to me is, she said, you know, some guys just don't have a concept of your money. They just sort of like, they don't get it. There's certain people that just take advantage of you monetarily and don't even see it as a problem. They just don't even get it. That, that, I find that, that to be bullshit. Uh, because yeah, exactly. if I took their money, they fucking get exactly. it. Right. You know? that, yeah. that was crackish. You don't, yeah, super yeah. crackish. So, yeah, I used to be a drug dealer, okay? So, it's like, if it's no big deal, then give me the money. You know? It's, it's like, I don't have, well, what's the big deal? If it's no big deal, then show up with the fucking money. You know, that, that argument works both ways. If it's not a big deal, then bring it. But she then should've... somehow, as women, I don't know if it's a woman thing, or, but we're taught to still yes, put it up so, with it. The nurture. And nurture and care and for them to say oh I'll never do it again this is the last time I mean how many women are beaten by their boyfriends husbands and they so look at the NFL ladies they still marry these guys they got a black eye at the wedding you know they're like oh well I I dated an abused woman and uh, you know she divorced one guy and married the other and it's like well you know the first guy was poor and not that great looking like the second guy although he treated me bad you know he, he was rich and good looking So, so like there was still like the bad treatment didn't change, but other stuff did. The economics did. Uh, Yeah, and she was like, well, you know, what, what more could I hope for than to also get a good, to finally have a good-looking guy? That's sad. It's it kind of is, but. You know, we know in life you don't really get everything you want all the time. You do make compromises. So you just get bitch slapped. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that's out there, too, with, like, these NFL ladies. Like, you know, I, I was jokingly saying the woman bitching about uh, being cheated on by uh, Tiger Woods. Right. And it's like, well, that Home Depot manager that you were dating right before him 
would cheat on you too. Like, you know, you've got a the best looking, most popular, richest dude oh, I, in the world. I, all the I was taught. Won. Yeah, but first I of was, all, I everyone was taught, is trained to want that. I was taught you know. that it's only sexual harassment if they're ugly. <laughs> That, that, was, that was what was wow. behind my Matt Lauer comment exactly. about like, only, the first good-looking but, but, guy but to get charged was, with this That's stuff. what I was taught. That's what I was taught is that wow. it's only sexual harassment. Otherwise, it's flirting. That's like if there's a guy oh, at wow. work and he's good-looking and well, he fucks with you, you ju- then it's flirting. But if it's if it's a guy who... Well, also, so when I worked at Ethan Allen, there was a guy who would sexually kind of harass me, but he wasn't above me. He was. We were probably like he's on the probably. same level. We were peers. Um, and he would make comments about like if I was on a ladder and I was wearing a skirt he'd like get he'd say things like about thongs or about he said one time about he'd like a bacon thong or something he's like something it was kind of it was kind of gross but he was um ugly that's just creepy as so and it was kind of creepy but I was like bacon thong yeah I was just like I was like how about I was like how about we not talk about I was like how about we not talk about me on a ladder at all in any capacity and and it's it stopped I didn't have to go to anybody higher up and say anything but put your foot down but I made but I made a joke about it at the time and I think I still have is that you know, it was only sexual harassment because he was ugly. Like, if he was good-looking, I would have been like, look at him flirting. That's so silly. Like, if he was like a... Well, there's something to that uh, in uh, uh, Mad About You, that sitcom yeah. from, the from way back when. Yeah. Fertilizer. Yeah, so... Uh, Fertilizer. So, to, in this one episode, they're they're like, look, we met each other on, like, mutual depression, and now we're married. And it's like, do you think you could pick me up today? So, they go to a bar, and she, like, sits somewhere else, and he has to, like, go up there and talk to her and, like, pick her up. And he's coming with the old cheesy lines, you know? And she's like, oh, well, and just keeps on walking away from him. And then some really good-looking guy comes with the same cheesy line, and she's like, oh, well, yes, I do come here often. Blah, 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 blah. Right, right, like, yeah. like, like, he... he there is that from the man's perspective there is that sort of thing yeah like a good looking guy does that no problem you know it's Matt it's, Lauer. it's it's a regular guy doing it <laughs> so it's nice to see Matt Lauer a good looking guy go get, down go down yes yeah because they've all been ugly and they all do it and that's where the not so good looking not so confident guys get the hints like damn he does that and they, they love it so maybe I'll try it sure well know. no it's the same rant that I'll go through all the time so about about like Vince we're just Vaughn. mimicking the, the you know right but that's the thing is that Vince Vaughn is giving you know people the him? wrong idea he's a schlubby <laughs> ugly guy who's in his 50s who gets to date in the movies where like he suddenly has to choose between two 24 year old girls two he's not the only one girls are fighting over him right but he's like it's the same thing it's like John constantly 50 something year old guys have a 20 something year old love Eastwood or whatever and they're like you even watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David I'm like how's this old guy getting all these young bras right, right. like well, seriously but it's the same thing that that new show and I, I don't like it I watched one episode and I was like like, fuck the show. It's called Flaked. On. Oh, yeah. I and it. I watched one episode and I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck Will Arnett. You 50 something. Oh, look at your bod when you're 50 something. Fuck you. You've got two 23, you got a 22 year old and a 24 year old hot, hot girl. And both of them are like, oh, you're so amazing, Will Arnett. Fuck you for giving guys over. And it's schlubby buddy friends. I gotta write like, me a script. Fuck them. Why are they giving people the idea that they can fucking date 24? You know what? Fuck you. 24-year-old girls should be going after 24-year-old guys. How come they're not going after 
40-year-old chicks. Right. There are a lot of single 40-year-old chicks who look really, actually look, look some of them look, look better than 20 years but old. Yeah, the, some but banging the, hot But the ones, thing is, is that the 50-year-old guy, he's done with talking to women. He just wants a <laughs> hot young piece of ass who's pretty and too dumb and just likes everything he says and thinks, wow, he's really great. He's so cool. And this guy is a loser guy on the fucking show. He's an and it's like a recovering alcoholic. Right, and it's like, yeah. you're a loser. And then you give people hope. Because regular <laughs> schlubby guy who has shitty job is going and going like, yeah, I could get the 24-year-old hot waitress. Dude, it's... it's uh, for me. I used to be they're selling, alcoholic. They're selling the fantasy to us loser guys who have an otherwise miserable life. Right. <laughs> no, but the fantasy is the fact that People take in that fantasy and put it in their reality, thinking that this is something real that they can actually do when it's not. And also the fact of the matter that, you know, it's showing the fact that women over the age of 40 are not that attractive. And, you know, there's, it's still that whole right. stereotype of like, you know, I got to get the younger chick because younger right. chicks are much better looking than like yeah, the woman the, over their 40s or 50s. Yeah, which the is, not on the menu concepts. Right. Like, they gotta, like la, you know, the last fuckable day. The yeah, Amy Schumer which skit. is totally oh, false, I, and I think, and this this plagues into the fact of the Me Too, you know, where the fact of like all these, you know, you have to be young in order to be sexually harassed. You know, <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. No, you don't have to be young. Well, I, you just, I, I was sexually harassed the other day on the street because of the outfit I was wearing. I wore a cute, weird outfit, and. I kind of looked like a roller derby girl without roller skates, but I was covered up like I was wearing, I was wearing orange nylons with knee-high socks this over the orange. This looks to me. Right, so orange As nylons, orange nylons with orange and black knee-high stockings on top of those, and then I had on uh, a little pair of, was I wearing like some some kind of like little hot pants shorts, but I was covered, and then I wore um, a tank top that was sequined, and I had my bomber jacket on top of that, and I was just walking, and I was harassed by so many dudes. Like, a guy pulled his car over and said, he pulled his car over in the the Tenderloin, and he says to me, how do I get to the Bay Bridge? And I said, you're in a big truck. You obviously have a smartphone. What are you... (laughs) Ask the phone. Why are you talking to me? Why are you hollering? And he's like, come here. Oh, hell Come no. Come here. I'm like, Mm-mm. no. That shit what don't are work. You, why are you even talking to me? Yelling at me from a car. So, so it happened like four like times. Like Right. And, like I'm a prostitute. Mm-mm. There were, but four times I was stopped by men um, saying like, commenting in some way and like in. Just being nasty. Well, not, I mean, yeah, there was, it was, it was cat calls. It wasn't like the one guy who said, uh. Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. It wasn't a compliment like that, like a clever compliment. It was like, I put my hand in your butt or stuff like, you know, like weird shit that I was getting yelled at me. Just and whistling too. What? Look at that. And I'm like, which is why I never, and I'm completely covered. See, this is, oh, see, this is why it doesn't matter what you wear. It does not matter if you're wearing something short or busty or covered up. And hot in shorts? No, but when I but when I walk down the street like this, I, no one says anything to me. But if I was wearing, it's just it's when I show my legs, like when I show them, even when they're covered, shown, and they're still, it's I don't I don't understand. But people 
And when I, so I get to the bar later in the day and I tell my friend, I say, oh, this happened. I can't, guys can't stop screaming at me on the fucking street today. And my friend Katie, she goes, she goes, well, you are dressed like that. <laughs> I'm like, fucking fair enough. I mean, I'm wearing orange and that stuff. And it was, it was the week before um, Halloween. So I felt like it bright. was fine. You were bright. I was bright. I you was like bright. rainbow bright. Yeah, you weren't like busty. You were just bright. I don't have any bust. I don't have <laughs> boobs, so I can't be busty. Like, it's just... I don't understand why men think that, hey, girl, when you're in your car, that it's okay. Hey, psst, hey, yeah, girl, yeah, come here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to come up to your car. We'll Stranger danger. Stranger well, fucking... Look, hold on, Do you think on, I'm a prostitute? Down, like, I get it if I was a here. prostitute. Like, for real, like, what kind of man are you, punk-ass bitch? I hate that shit. I hate that. And everybody so knows that the prostitutes are on Shotwell in 19th, <laughs> between Shotwell in 19th and 20th. So, and if I'm not on those two corners, don't fucking pull over and talk to me. Don't fucking pull over, period. Well, those girls actually do want you to well, pull they over because it's their job. Them hoes, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have hoes. no I, sex workers. All, I wish it was legal, kids. <laughs> I wish. I wish we could empower people to use that as a way to make money and secure their lifestyle of their choice that would make me happy for Look, that to it's be safe, already but. called the oldest profession right. i mean we can no longer be in denial that it is work in in uh, work. uh that it's is real work su- you know absolutely supply and demand uh yeah. it's right well, in there the capitalist doctrine I'll, uh, that I'll, it should be the most legal thing we'll, we'll close out the AltaCast um with me promoting my new story that it actually t- dovetails into this i'm currently writing a story for tim's tesla which is timstesseract.com and uh, it's a new website that uh, Pervert Fervor and Tim Pizza have put together and so the story is called Jane Six and it's San Francisco the year 2222 and women in the Ten Lawn uh, have three choices they can be a sexer a breeder or a host and wow. they have to choose and um, so the first two st- the first story was released yesterday and then the second one will come out they're going to be weekly installments on the website so Damn. go um, it's it's super feminist and he told me when he wanted me to write for this he goes Pam you know I really want you to write something cool but like I don't want it to be political and I'm like okay cool so he says like you know make it in the future with like aliens or some shit and I'm like alright I'll put it but of course it's completely political it's completely yeah. feminist I was going to say so women in the future only have three choices a sex or a breeder or a host and then one of them sort nothing of breaks political out about that. nothing political about that not at all in the year 2220. It's after the water years, the water wars of 2121. So there's, I've, I've got some weird details that are kind of come out. There's Damn. no cats left in the world because Uh-oh. they were all the first alien invasion thought the cats, they were like the perfect food source for them. So the, any cats. Sounds on, like on utopia Earth, now. But that's for me, it's the worst, right? But so these girls have no idea what cats are and one of them finds a book. Anyways, it's, I'm, ex- she's like a book. They have, they had books. It's very, it's, it's very futuristic and, and weird, but it's, Go totally political. <laughs> Women don't know how to read. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> just like black Just like, yeah, day. just like now. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Altcast today. Thank you so much, Matthew Quirk, for Thank being here. You, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hey, thanks for Thank you. Always a pleasure. Uh, coming up next, some call me Tim's special guest, Alyssa Westerlund. Yeah! Yeah!
on some Call Me Tim, we talk about uh, what people believe in, whether that be God, gods, cats, aliens, conspiracy theories, the hatred of men, the loving of men, the not wearing of bras, the, the, the acceptance of culture, whatever. We're just going to talk. We talk for an hour. It's a lot of fun. And hopefully at three o'clock, I'm going to have Halby Klein in. He's from Pittsburgh Magazine, a buddy of mine from college. He writes for Food Magazine now. And uh, talk to him on You Put Your Weed in There. Talk to him about uh, cooking food and weed. Hopefully he'll be here at three o'clock. So thanks again for everybody for being here on the AltaCast. Uh, we'll see you. I won't see you for the two weeks. She'll be gone in Cabo. I'm going to be in Cabo. She's going to come back black. I'm going to come back tan. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew, so I tan pretty well. You know, I don't like freckle and burn. I, I sort of burn and then tan. I freckle and burn. So, yeah. I, What's that I'm, like? I'm lucky. <laughs> I know that two, we got the two gingers in the house in the hizzy. I used to dye my hair red because I wanted to be one of your people. Uh, <laughs> I know. Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. For years I did it. I was does a terrible person. Does the collar match the cuff? Yeah, it just, it, it, it Love didn't at all. Uh, thanks goes for being here. Uh, stay tuned for some Call Me Tim. See you next week. Bye. Bye. swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here. I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey.
looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. 
Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.
Please keep in mind that although she is part of the problem, she did not create the bill, nor has she signed it yet. It is hoped she will do the I'll read the address, or if you're in Oklahoma, I don't, if I have any listeners out in Oklahoma City or you know folks, go give her a visit. Uh, so Oklahoma State Capitol is at 2300 North Lincoln Boulevard, room 212 in Oklahoma City. I can send her a postcard even. Uh, it's Oklahoma City OK, 73105. Call on the phone, 405-521-2342. Again, that's 405-521-2342. Let your voice be heard. If you have a fax machine and you feel like sending a fax, why not do that? The fax number is 405-521-3353. And uh, then they have a quote from Susan B. Anthony, as there should be, I guess, in a lot of places. Uh, no self-respecting woman should wish or work for the success of a party that ignores her sex. And that's from 1872, a long time ago. The debate over our right to choose what's best for our bodies and our future will most likely outlive us. But we fight because it's what our foremothers and forefathers did for us, and it's what we must do for our daughters and their daughters. It's been said in different ways that anti-choice legislation will never end abortions. They will only create unsafe abortions. Be sure we are hashtag not going back to the alley. And not going back is the only part of the hashtag to the alleys after that. 
here are 13 large and small reproductive rights organizations and social media groups to visit slash support. They can offer information and or discussion about women's rights and laws against women. Uh, Planned Parenthood, Narrow, which I hugely support. I also support Planned Parenthood, but Narrow more so. Uh, Pro-Choice America. Now, National Organization for Women, uh, NAF, which is the National Abortion Federation, RH Reality, UniteWomen.org, Abortion.com, that's glad that exists, uh, Fight Laws Against Women, We Are Fuse, and that's F-U-S-E, Abigail Adams Brigade, Pro-Choice Liberals, Stop Patriarchy Now, and Center for Reproductive Rights, also those last two, yes. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute is an excellent source of women's reproductive data and current legislation. Many thanks to Meteor Blades for reporting this news and for his continued pro-choice advocacy for women's reproductive rights. You can read the story here, and they have a link to that. And so we march on, and we are hashtag not going back. And you can find all the links to all these organizations on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash weeklyrev. I think it's time for some more music. Here's another song that was performed, and it's kind of angry, but also has a nice uh, beat to it. So play this music, and then we'll be back with some more stories, some positive and some... Mm, yeah, well, we'll 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 find ways to to make it positive. Yeah, my name is John Neffel, and I am an independent journalist based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm the I'm the co-host of a daily podcast called Radio Dispatch, and I've got a new story in the. to be seduced want a woman to take me out to dinner for two like to see her eyes get moody flirting with the thought of what flirting ought to do like to be real cool let her think about getting rid of me in bed here's a chat about magna carta Something gone to say I'm a dimmer Politely Falls a slightly If she tried to find my knee But I'm relatively certain I'd compromise if I know me I want to be seduced Want a woman to talk to me suggestively Want to hear her say she'll be with me tomorrow morning Drinking hot jasmine tea Wanted to make me laugh Make a point of touching me when she talks Leaving all the jealous men in the joint To mumble in the beer and gunk I know it only happens when I'm napping, not in a reverie. Did I find myself a woman who wouldn't mind seducing me? I know it only happens when I'm 
Does it feel like I'm right in your ear? Does it feel like I'm right next to you? Does it feel like I'm inside you? Because I am. I'm deep in your soul. I'm deep in your heart. Um, this is really loud. Like, is there something going on? Is there a reason why it sounds like this? Uh, it's the audience. I mean, somebody in the audience wants to listen to loud music. We probably have deaf listeners. Hmm. Those are the best kind. You can make mistakes. So anyway, um, on tonight's Regarding Sex with Spicy Spice, um, we've had an interesting beginning, and um, we're moving right along through to the middle. And um, I'm very excited tonight because I have a wonderful, beautiful guest here in my studio audience. And... Um, I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're a host of <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you. Podcast that yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. I'm time. so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I got to call back. It's jokes to Carl. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes to Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegel Man. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's right. You subscribe to the L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T podcast available on iTunes and everywhere. We also stream first live uh, streaming on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 to uh, 4 p.m. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, am I right? 2 p.m., right? You're certainly right about L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and that we first broadcast on Mutiny Radio, but I think it's time to plug Mutiny Radio. What's our sponsor? 
Oh, our sponsor is MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream live. We're part of a great Sunday lineup. We even have a show called The Edge of Insanity at noon prior to us. Great show with Paul Brumbaugh. Why don't you contribute to the station? Keep it going. We have a GoFundMe, which I believe wrapped up in September. However, you go to Venmo and throw some Venmo bucks at Mutiny Radio. Carl, I'm really excited to have Paul Brumbaugh here with us. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. It's good to be here with you guys, too. It's been so long since we've all been so live in the studio, we almost forget our time slots. Yeah. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Yeah. We want you to listen to Paul's show. We want you to subscribe to Paul's show. We have Paul here. Yeah. We'll be doing our countdown very shortly as we count down the movie we are going to let us watch, uh, a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we're going to watch Munchies, thanks to your popular demand. (laughs) M-U-N-C-H-I-E-S, 1987. Munchies, 1987. Uh, Put in the YouTube search. Great here ever. We like Ken's Kev's movie channel. I'm going to subscribe to Kev's movie channel. Oh, but look like at the channels. movies first. Uh, Every episode you subscribe to yet another. I want to leave a mark. I want them to know I was there. I existed. I used your video for other means. So go ahead to type in Munchies, spelled like it sounds, 1987. You'll get to the link from Kev's movie channel. Click that link. Hit pause. Move the timer to 000. We want to play this movie the same time with you. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. That's the only way you can truly experience L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Paul, can you say the initials? Paul, can you say them? Yes, I can. You probably want me to do it anyway, don't you? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, it's L-W-A-F. L-M-O-Y-C. <laughs> I'm going to so snip professional. That's a great ad right there. That's a professional ad right there. So, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah. Right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I am, we are, we're going to do the countdown, and I'm very excited. Uh, not only is Paul here, but we're yeah, very excited to have general, Paul do the countdown. So we, what's that, sir? I just want to be clear. K-E-V apostrophe S movie channel is hosting Munchies 1987. Take it away. Kev. Kev. All right. Uh, Paul, please. The Countdown King is here himself. We please welcome Paul Brumbaugh. All right, man. I, okay, I think I've got it. I've got the munchies. Oh, you mean the movie. All right, guys, here we go. <laughs> Put your finger right over that triangle. Let's do this thing in true munchie style. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Launch true munchie style. Star date 2027.0. Uh oh, star date. Dear Cindy, Star Trek reference. Carl. It's our Star Trek connection. The Star Trek connection. Every movie we watch either has actors or references to Star Trek, right? Or sexual abuse, <laughs> yeah, right? Or sexual, or sexual, that Corman? <laughs> yes, that is that is Harvey. Harvey. And I don't know who that guy was. That's the every man. It's every his, man white guy. Harvey Corbin Jr.? Yes. Well, his name is Waterman, which is ironic from Waterman. It's up. His name is Paul and his father is Simon. You know, Harvey. Simon Waterman. 
It's an archaeologist, and believe it or not, he's looking for alien space stuff. Interesting. What a waste of time. Right. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Who gave him funding? <laughs> you find a leprechaun? <laughs> look Look at their dig. Uh, I'm going to look for uh, special effects, right? They bought a tent. They got a cooler. <laughs> there, they got some props. Give him a glove. And a baseball so oh, his son Hill. Paul wants to go to Los Angeles and be a stand-up comedian, and he's like, son, Los Angeles is like New Jersey with earthquakes. Is that true? I guess that's no, true. I'm from New Jersey not. and California. It's, it's a weird thing to say, and it's our author's first joke. Well, New Jersey is tend to be used as a punchline, right? We can admit yes. that. In the 50, 100 years of comedy in America. Oh, uh, but the meeting. So maybe that's the it. Meeting. I'm sorry, Paul jumped. He put on a parachute and bailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we woke him up today. As today merges into another day. <laughs> well, we were the highlight of Paul's day. Don't forget, we want you to listen to Paul's podcast, yeah, The Edge of Insanity. It's excellent. The Edge of Insanity. Check it out on mutinyradio.fm. Yeah, yeah. If you go there, there's a, a podcast archive page, and you can find our 200 episodes and Paul's 200 episodes. Yes. Happy searching. Yeah. <laughs> Be like an archaeologist. I guess uh, Indiana Jones made archaeology movies cool again. Yes, exactly. Usually it's like a bunch of nerds getting chased by a mummy. <laughs> Okay, so what's about to happen, you know, I'll spare you the details. It's it's like Machu Picchu and, uh, they, you know, they got an interpreter and anyway, he's about to find a creature, okay? And that creature he believes is an alien and that will prove that there are aliens, you know, it's alien techno, um, ancient aliens kind of thing. And that'll make Simon hey, very... Alien? Mm -hmm. He's going to find the munchies. But aren't munchies aliens? Well, I have to use plural when I say munchie. In the end, the munchies are not aliens. Just to ruin like for you. Oh Jesus! First off, why is it? Why is Harvey wearing a fucking San Francisco Giants cap? And also, in yeah. the eighties, were they in San Francisco the Giants? Yeah, they were. The earthquake happened around then. Okay, there they find a, a cute, adorable creature who speaks Spanish. Aww. <laughs> Hey, Yokito Taco Bell? Right. And um, they're going to put him in a duffel bag and take him home, essentially. That's what's going on here. There's only one of them, you see. It's not plural. Well, the title says Munchies, and right. we had watched we, – we should say that last week's episode, we had watched a family-friendly, uh, family-friendly, family-entertainment movie yeah. called Munchie. Mm-hmm. Which is the unofficial direct-to-video sequel to this movie, and it was reset as a kids' film where there was one creature, a munchie who spoke and helped the kid. Dom DeLuise. Uh, yeah, the voice of Dom DeLuise, and Munchie helped uh, a young white boy deal with his mom's dating. Right, because his dad was not there, and his mom were dating, and he didn't like the stepdad. Right. But Munchie, like, 
put a matchstick, a wooden match in the... He gave him a hot foot. Dad's shoe. <laughs> gave him a hot foot. And they That's laughed. A, and he felt better for him. By the way. What's that? The sequel has nothing to do with this movie. Well, this movie is an R-rated kind of teen sex comedy from the late 80s. But the only connection we have is that Roger Corman direct, uh, produced these movies. Yes. For his various entertainment mediums. And I think producing them kind of lightly, you know what I mean? Like, he had his boy, yeah. like, the the for Munchie 1992, it was, uh, I forget his name now, but he, he's a, you know, Corman is his guru. He's trusted, you know? Go make me an exploitation yeah. film. You were talking about that director. He's just he would crank him out for Corman. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the thing is, this is obviously off of Gremlins, right? I mean, it's another knockoff. It's it's that's a Corman specialty. Whatever's hip or popular right. now, I'm going to take. I'm going to exploit that, and people will go to the theater. Harvey Corman. So Harvey Corman being in movies is a special thing. He was in Blazing Saddles, and that's about it. Like, was he in Disney movies? He Was uh, he part of the uh, Appleseed gang or whatever, the Apple Dumpling gang? No, well, Corman had a – look, he was uh, – okay, before he was on the Carol Burnett show, that's how you really know him. He was on Flintstones as the Great Gazoo. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that's right. That's the classic Rosie O'Donnell joke saying that the, the Flintstones were unrealistic when the Gazoo showed up. <laughs> Uh, he was in the Munsters, like, uh, for three years, uh, you know, doing just, uh, I guess it was once every year he was there. And there were several films by Mel Brooks. It wasn't just. So what other movies? High Anxiety? High Anxiety. That's a great one. My... Yeah. <laughs> he was dating the uh, Nurse Diesel. It was just, it was a really good one. Was he in Spaceballs? I don't think so. I'm not a fan of Spaceballs. I know everyone else is. I don't get it either. It was just kind of a weak comedy. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I get the nostalgia of nostalgia, but I just don't. Uh, it wasn't as good a good film. It was better than uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. It was better than Robin Hood Men in Tights. Although I guess they're equal. <laughs> Do we have Pan Am? No, United. So the United still around. Okay, now oh, this back, is they're back home. It's pre-9-11, but there's a joke. Listen. Gentlemen, time to step aside and slow. So it's the girlfriend. They're home with Munchie in the bag. And this girl was in Gremlins. Really? Yeah. TV Kate? Yeah. And the director, uh, no, her, her name is Nadine... Vanderveld. Uh, we know her in this show from Moving Violations. She oh, yeah, absolutely, which is probably a year before, 86. Yeah, she was in Critters. She was in Critters, not Gremlins, uh, which was the original. Well, Critters is... The only thing I know about Critters is that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was Critters, there was Ghoulies, there was Munchies. Uh, I think I'm missing another Gremlins knockoff. Right? We watched Ghoulies go to college. Yeah, that was great. That had three Ghoulies. It was Ghoulies plural, and there was plural amount of Ghoulies. Unlike this movie, Munchies, I've only seen a Munchie. Yes. 
Yeah, there were three stooges at a college. You should have seen them when they opened up that glass refrigerator filled with beer. Hysterical. Yeah. It beer, yeah. beer avalanched onto them. Yeah. Oh, Thomas Azamo. So this is a guy Dean, and he's like the son of the big cop in town. And so he's going to... Oh, he's you know, Liliness. We'll have him set up as he's a buffoon. Yeah, pulled over already. Ma'am, you know you're wearing a wool cap in the desert. She isn't being pulled it's over for here. speeding. She's pe- being pulled over because she went a few decibels over the noise ordinance. <laughs> When her car backfired. This, that's a, yeah, it really annoyed all the tumbleweeds. They know him. They, like, the went to high school with him or something. Hi, everybody. How was the tip, Doc? Oh, hey, Officer Pig. I mean, Toby. <laughs> He's just, like, going to be set up to douche. Meanwhile, poor Munchie's, like, stuck in that bag the whole time. Munchie's, excuse me, Munchie's. Well, there's only one munchie right now. Should I? I, I you know, I'm definitely going to. Yeah, please do. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. Just... Well, I, I have a question. Cut them Answer up. Answer my question. They. What? Is there more than one munchie? Right. Is there more than one munchie in this? Yeah. Them. You cut them in half. There's two munchies now. Oh, but isn't that the three rules of munchies? You don't feed them after midnight, you don't add water to them, and you don't cut them in half. <laughs> right, you don't cut them in half. So <laughs> they will, he will be cut into yeah. fours. <laughs> You'll see. And then, at the like real close to the end, they're going to try to cut themselves, like make more of themselves. Wait a minute, they're going to cut themselves? That's so fucking gross. They commit suicide to make more. But how did they wind up cutting a monkey go, in half? What's that? How did they come to the the point in their lives where they were cutting a monkey in half? Oh well, that's the film. You shall see. Doesn't make any sense. Is that Henry Gibson, Artie Johnson next door, was spying on him? No, no it's uh. Yes, you're right. It's Cecil Cecil Waterman. Oh, his twin brother. Yes. But he's clearly not, you know, they both have their distinguishing features, like a terrible wig and a horrible mustache. It's really bad. How did Harvey Harvey Corman show up in this movie? I don't know. There's the Elvis bullshit. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It It only took 12 days to shoot the whole thing. So. Nice. Well, Harvey Carbon's a genius. I mean, he's funny in anything, and unfortunately, he does a lot. <laughs> you know, like, hey, can you do a wacky commercial? Yeah, I'm Harvey Corbin. Obviously, I could do a wacky commercial for you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So what we're getting right now is the cuteness of Munchie. Me, 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 me. Well, the Munchie movie we saw, Harvey, uh, Dom DeLuise started talking almost immediately. Yes. He's all like, hey, hey, I'm a stupid. <laughs> now, they're giving him snacks, right? So yeah. that's why she nicknames him Munchie. That hasn't been disproved yet. Oh. Let's see. Here it is. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen anybody eat so much junk since that time he got drunk. Remember, and he ate that bar of hash. Yeah, he thought it was a chunky. <laughs> 
Munchy. <laughs> so now our character. He's a munchy. It doesn't freak them out that there's some weird creature in a bag, but they just right. like, let's be cute and name munchies. Exactly right. And look at the way they transported an alien being. Put him in a duffel bag with his Get underwear. That's part of the joke. So now so the they're archaeologists. Father, they're are they archaeologists. Yeah. He's irresponsibly leaving his kid in charge of munchie. Yeah, he should be kicked out of the archaeology guild. Look, Mike, he's got an alien creature. And what does he do? You watch this <laughs> dog for a little while. Let's put him in a duffel bag. You better. And uh, watch TV. Now, Harvey Corman across the street is listening in. He's got his brother's house bugged. Weird. Yeah. Oh, like our brothers. Our brothers do that all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm totally on to Marcus, and I find bugs all the time. He's very bad at it. it took <laughs> very bad at years, it. Years, but I I see right through him. Sometimes I scam him. I like talk scandals into it, get them all riled up, and disprove right. it on appearance. Yeah, I, well, my my brother's house is really dirty, so I see bugs in there all the time. Yeah, lots of bugs. Oh, Carl, I was going to tell you a joke about snot, but I figured you would think it was too on the nose. <laughs> okay, snot. Look, Elvis. On the nose. Yeah, it's now, on the nose. Cecil, right there with his wig, right? Look at that stupid mustache. Yeah. Okay, Cecil yeah. has a wife named Melvis. <laughs> Cecil and Melvin? Melvis. Melvis is his wife. Uh, you said you were sell me your half of the land when you got back. Well, here I am. And, uh, Whoa, there's two Cormans in one shot. That's right. They got Gabe Kaplan. It's 12 days to do that. They got Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> Gabe Kaplan. Yeah. They probably poker game. Matt Cotter looking for a gig. Oh, man, no, no way, man. Gabe Kaplan's my hero. He became a professional poker player, like, yeah. when it wasn't cool. <laughs> and ever since that, he does color commentary. Like, he's part of that scene now. He doesn't need, like, stand-up or sitcoms. That's right. All right. He still made it. Yeah. He made it. You know, every week I check for the movie Fast Break, the movie starring Gabe Kaplan as a basketball coach. Oh, right. And every week I can't yes. find it. Right. Fast Break. I remember. I, I didn't see. I might have even seen it. It's weird. Remember back then, like, uh, let's just be old timers for a second. A movie came out in the theater. Yeah. It was out for a week. And if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Oh, I'll, I'll even outtimer you on this. I was on a plane ride as a kid, and that was the movie being featured on the in-flight entertainment mm -hmm. fast break. And, of course, my parents were, you know, we were lucky to be on a plane, let alone get, you know, and then in these, like, headphones or whatever. Yeah, we are not spending money on that. So... And it was an R-rated movie. I was really psyched, but I couldn't watch it. You know, but I flew across on the airplane. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So is this his deadbeat son? Kind of, yeah. This is Dude, and Dude is a stepson. Cecil now, says son. That implies that it's from Melvis's first marriage or something, but no, she adopted him. Huh. Now, essentially, Cecil, Harvey Corman, too, is saying, you're going to help me do some evil shit, or 
like I don't know. He threatens to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna choke him like a Homer Simpson. Yeah. Wow, isn't it weird in these end days to see someone wear a bandana on his head and <laughs> not their to be face. covering your face? <laughs> now you see, these are just regular goldfish, but we're getting a soul the story right. that they're tropical fish, and he's in love with them. Oh, so someone's going to ruin it, right? They're going to drop sushi in there or something, maybe? Yeah, well, they'll just they'll just be victims of the munchies. And, you know, it's just another way. Right. Now, the woman who directed this, her name's Tina, Tina Hirsch. And she was the film editor for Gremlins. Oh, so she knew her way around the puppets, then? Well, no, I mean, this film is its own. I'm just saying she was a part of Gremlin. She was their editor. So, like, I don't think it was Corman who... Corman did produce this. Anyway, he snapped her up to be in this, to give it legitimacy. And he's got the woman from Critters, the... You know what I mean? He's trying to make it legit. And he's oh, yeah. Corman. So there's a legacy. Mm-hmm. As it's from the editor of Gremlins and the star of Critters yeah. comes... Uh, but she, I just want to say this, Tina Hirsch edited three films for, for Harvey, I mean, sorry, for Corman. For Roger. Roger Corman in the 70s, so. This was her directorial day. Oh, yeah, he tends. She came to him. Well, you know, you know the story of Roger Corman, how there's a lot of filmmakers who made it through his system will say that it was a, like a great learning tool and he... Yeah. You know, famously used like uh, James Cameron and Martin Scorsese, gave him the opportunity to kind of just crank out Piranha and what have you. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, oh, are they... like Roger, Har uh, Roger Corman's contribution is kind of like, you know, but it was such opportunity. He made movies happen, and sometimes he had gold and he just like you said there a whole like little mini industry of making films revolved around this man yeah a lot of opportunity yeah i don't know if, like he's been around for years Ooh, what a, by the way carl uh i'm a gremlin on the streets but a, a munchies in the sheets <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> Corman's movies aren't good but you know, I, he's been around for decades, and I haven't heard, like, a bad thing about him. Like, I, he hasn't been me too or anything. Look, he bumps into him, and heart, it's just this look, and they stay there forever. I don't know if Corman had anything to do with that, but, like, these bad movies are sometimes really good. Well, you do have Harvey Corman, right? Uh -huh. You do have, like, Harvey Corman, so you want to utilize Harvey Corman. He's one of the great, you know... I don't know him personally, but I know that he's oh, one of the best ones to get comedy. No, I don't. Huh. Oh, I know Tim Conway. Sure. Oh, sure. Good. Conway will have lunch sure. with anyone who will pay the bill. <coughs> who else was on the Carol Burnett show? It was, uh, uh, the there's one actor that I always see that, like, he's always young and has, like, crazy hair, but he's always in the, uh, Carol Burnett show, and I can't think of him. And there was also the oh, other woman who played Mama, who Mama's family. Yeah, who complimented like so much of Carol Burnett's uh, sketches. I I just know her face, I guess. Uh, okay, so this is all. Play look, 
Now look, I want you to see that it's not even a puppet. It's a stuffed animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little stop motion animation maybe at most. Well, they've got like some sort of fishtail going on. The thing is there was no budget or money's put into like they they, they can't bend joints. They're stuffed animals. Right. Well, we should note that due to budget constraints, this whole action sequence takes place in their kitchen. <laughs> due to budget constraints. <laughs> we are not shooting outside this house. <laughs> we only have 12 days. No, that's a good take. No, that's a good take. No, we're not yeah. doing it again. Well, you know, Corman Cor Cor was known for making movies, uh, shooting them in two days. Uh, Back of Blood and uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. They were going to tear down the set, and he said, well, wait, 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 I'll make a movie called Little Shop of Horrors, and he did in two days. Wow. So that was when he was directing, though. What's with this T-shirt? How 80s is this movie? Is it Grateful Dead shirt? Yes. See, right now he's complaining that he wanted to go to the Berkeley Hackensack, Hacky, Hacky Sack Festival. <laughs> and he said, no, you're coming. We celebrate Hackensack. So he's doing the same thing I, that his brother did. He's saying to his son, watch this alien creature. See the gun? Yeah. It's always threatening to kill him. It's kill his son. It's, well, stepson, but. It's stepson, yeah. But maybe the menace isn't the uh, munchies. Maybe it's your stepdad. <laughs> oh, that's missionary. It's so fucking. Oh, it's not missionary. Some kind of funky missionary. It's like a six. Uh, missionary. It isn't a sixty-nine. It's a it six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's an L. It's a greater than sign. All right. So he's now, into like the, dead. the munch. Yeah, he's into the dead. That's what it's all about. So the munchie's not really causing any trouble. I mean, he's just being like a little dummy. Uh, but he'll get annoyed with them and start getting physical. And when that happens, uh, the munchie just starts to change. Really? But slam into the nice. wall. Nice. He hasn't been mistreated by That's any exactly what There's bird tweeting noises. <laughs> That's so unrealistic. <laughs> First the great guy too, now that, forget it. Uh, record, man. Oh, hey, do you remember when I had a pool table in my kitchen? Very 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, MTV's like crib, you know, where they're like, hi, I'm Martha Blackford, welcome to MTV. We'll be showing videos all hour. You know how they had their cool hi. apartment. You see that special effect? Do you remember? That was, that's like a lot of money. Do you remember the FX, the TV network, the cable network, when it first came out, they had like the FX house. Uh -huh. And they'd be like, we're showing Batman reruns here at the FX house. Okay. Yeah. That's it was before they did a original program. Of, of us. Batman reruns. Content, yeah. Look, yeah. I just want to say again, yeah. man, it's embarrassing to me for Roger Corman that these are 
stuffed animals, toys. They're toys. They're not puppets. They didn't even like have a prop team like create an original puppet. They just took an existing toy and right. added fangs. Watch. Did you see how it's inanimate in that shot? Yeah. Uh huh. Ouch! It's a. I feel bad for this actor. Oh, uh oh. Now he's really he, going to change. Piss. Chew, huh? He's taking... Scratch. That's my cue. I get it. That was a pool. Was... So look, he pulled yeah, right, right. a shotgun. He's like, good. What the fuck? He's in their kitchen. But this guy has like acupuncture needles. Right. But oh, he... no, fondue needles. He's shooting uh -oh. a gun in his own home. Like, his father said, you watch this animal for me. And now he's <laughs> chasing it around to kill it. All right, well, you had to be there. This house is so 80s. It looks like the house from the Twilight Zone movie where the kid trapped yeah, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Shot the sticky fingers. So I can't tell if there's product placement or they're just poorly just shot you know they just said okay put some cokes here and wear a grateful dead shirt yeah i doubt it's product placement because it's corman and it was quickly done i don't know look at what's a toy yeah, right. okay i'm gonna stop complaining about it it's a toy we get it there's well we played with toys before no, right we play with toys the movie oh no he cut it in two he did it Oh, you can see the stuffing come out of the toy. Oh, uh, oh. I guess uh, I'm going uh, to be hurt. Oh, must stick face in fridge. <laughs> Look, this looks like the kitchen and Roger Rabbit chased around. Uh oh, it must be after midnight. Okay, now or he must have fed him. Cecil went to the train station to pick up Melvis. 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 You know, Melvis is a hero to most. Oh, how's my baby Doo doing? Oh, fine, fine. The kid's name is Doo. He just loves you. The thing I'll never know, though, honey, is why you agreed to adopt him. Here's why she adopted. Okay, I'm listening. I don't know. I guess I just felt sorry for him because he was so ugly and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's how we got married. No. Uh -oh. Now, the, it was only cut in two, and yet we're getting multiple. Good. The movie's fucking called Munchies. Right. And this is half hour into this fucking movie. I want to see multiple Munchies. So I, so there's this is a trilogy. So this is a theatrically released wink on wink uh, movie that went straight to video called Munchies. The video sales were good enough that Corman and a new production company produced Munchie in 92, which was a kid's movie. And then they made a follow-up to the kids' movie called Munchie Strikes Back. Right. And we saw Munchie last week, and we just had to see the original. Yeah, we just had to. <laughs> yeah, we had to. <laughs> I made you. Yeah, I got you. I like this one. Uh, come here, we'll like... Uncle John Ben. You like this? It's clean. Now, look. They turned uh, sound up so loud that it killed him. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. That's the plot. He just, you just saw him die. They turned up the sound so it, said, it killed him. The volume said, well, who, how would it kill them? 
Well, the volume is set to knob is set to nine. Set to oh nine. shit! <laughs> <laughs> murder most loud. Yeah, right. And oh, then they got a fucking gun. It was a murder most loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the lamest murder she wrote episode. Now there was God, a gun. So, this... so the munchies conveniently decided, you know, to have fun with a gun. So. Now, they, the thing yeah, is, well, you know, they know everything. Listen, this is what's incredible. They're just born, as you know, but they know everything. Right. They're all t- one of them sounds like Cheech and the other sounds like Chong. The, you know, they're they're getting turned on right now by her dance. Oh, it's yeah, like grew up and went to college. Oh, trapped. Yeah, trash. Isn't he proud of him? There, I got the puppeteer's hands out of their them. Oh, guys, they're fucking munchies. They're going to survive that garbage can. What yeah, are you thinking? they're they had a gun. about their ears. Oh, gun. Now, look at Melvis's Cadillac. I know. It's so, it's 80s, 50s kitsch, right? right? The Elvis references, the uh, the pink uh, Cadillacs with the pins. It's all 80s takes on uh, 50s culture. Oh, 50s. Yeah. 30 years earlier. That's always the way it is with nostalgia. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why we watch Have Strange Things and all that garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it's 80s, 80s nostalgia, but through a 2010 lens. <laughs> yeah. Prism. Okay, now, here's a joke yeah. of the film. They're driving a gremlin. Uh <laughs> Well, that's what I like to see. A munchy gr- and it's not even it's like a Tijuana Bible. Yeah, then the munchie rides the gremlin, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, they're drinking Cokes? They're not drinking beers? They should be drinking. Ghoulies would drink beers when they steal a car. Pot! They are smoking pot. That's pretty cool. And cigarettes. This became a kid's movie. Yeah. Okay, now once again, we have our guy, uh, Dean, the jerk, pulling him over. Oh, yeah. If there wasn't traffic, this Good guy would have on the road. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, there's something else to do. The town system of two part, uh, suburban houses. Yeah, really. You know, I really wonder what's going to happen, Mike, when we do have self-driving cars, be it 50 years from now or whatever, 25. I don't know what it's, the future will hold. Yeah. It's, what it's will cops do when traffic is removed? Huh. Well, you've seen that uh, Bruce Willis movie, Surrogates, right, where they, they just mm-hmm. have their robot bodies walk around and they sit in the office desk as human flesh pots. Right. That's what's going to happen. Well, okay, so now they're scamming the cop. And it's totally stupid and not believable, even as a they're telling him that the her mother, her father works for the CIA and they're on a mission and communists are going to blow up uh this golf course, this uh mini golf course and they're enlisting him to help by guarding it. Oh, uh, well, the American way of life. Okay. He's my favorite kind of actor, the mouth breather. <laughs> By the way, he um, it's not believable 
in real life in the in the world of the movie suspending disbelief it's not believable that this guy would believe that and go off to hide to all right whatever listen i love yeah no it's not believable But it says Gremlin on the uh, newspaper. Yes, another nod. That's a pretty heavy nod. That's like a knock. Well, it's sort of like, yeah, we're making it. So, yeah. That's right, Gremlins were. And Gremlins was old. This is at the end of the fade, the craze, you know. Yeah, but so so I guess it's just we're talking about like we live in the Netflix world, but this is a, a video store world when this this came about. Yeah, and it also so it doesn't matter like the, he got the movie, whatever movie theater it played, it played. But then the video went straight to the wall, yep. and it was next to your copy of Gremlins. You know, like and Gremlins also is interesting because the original was like an '84, but the sequel was like 